You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. I am so glad to have you on. And today I've got Linda Allen back with us. Linda was a huge blessing uh, to me yesterday, and I asked her if she would just stay around. So if you did not get to listen to yesterday's podcast, you probably should go back and listen to it. Linda just talked about the power of community. I know that she and Ash have opened their home. They have been a huge blessing to our whole church, their small group. Um, they've had so many people in their house They've you know, hosting parties their kids and just they've really done a great job just opening their home and and experiencing Christian community and so I asked Linda would you come back and Linda came back today so we can talk a little bit more about some of the details of hospitality so Linda I just want to welcome you thanks for coming back thank you for having me I appreciate it yeah well um so today you and I are following up from yesterday's episode we talked about the power of Christian community one of the things I want to underscore from yesterday before we go into today's episode is this you know you mentioned how when you first started coming to Carterville you just weren't totally sure, you know, if you if you if you fit and all. But then the more you began to experience life with Christians in this church, the more you realized that there was absolutely a place for you in this church family. And our mission became your mission, and you became, you know, really, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, as as great a part of our church family, you know, as we could have. So I think that's a life lesson that really applies every in every context of the world, which yeah. is when you feel like you have differences with someone, right? Yeah. Like I walked in and sort of a, a different. Um, denomination for me and yeah. I wasn't sure what the rules were and everything seems so different and I thought well I don't know if I belong here um, but whether it's religion or any other topic really when you feel different from someone yeah. and uh, all these preconceptions arise and you feel like you can't get along the way to break those differences down is just to get to know somebody that's you know awesome. once you start to know somebody as a person that's when we start to realize oh we're all God's children we're here to love each other yeah. so uh, it's it's not possible to do that in a church unless you plug into community okay so so, 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 Linda, I want to see that happen like just tenfold at Carterville in the next few years. I mean, yes. I would love to see the gift of Christian hospitality just expand. And, you know, in the New Testament, really, I mean, hospitality is a gift that, and it's not, I don't mean it in the way that Southern Bells might say, oh, she's got the gift of hospitality, <laughs> right. which means, you know, she, she can really put on a, a nice, you know, luncheon right. or whatever. But, in, but biblically, the gift of hospitality would mean that the Holy Spirit uh, is working in the heart of a believer to open their home and to open their heart to other people for the mission of God. And so I want to push that. It's almost, you know, to me, in Luke 14 centers around the table. Mm-hmm. Jesus is at a table. He's telling parables about the table. Um, I, I love that setting. And I've preached about that before and just told the church that your, your table in your home might be the most powerful tool you have for the sake of the gospel that you're currently not using. Right. And so what I want to do in this episode of the podcast is I I want to help people leverage their homes and their mm-hmm. hospitality. I want to open their heart to Christian community, but even to bring that into their own space. Mm-hmm. And you, Linda, <laughs> are the expert. Well, I don't know if I'm an expert, but I definitely have um, really tried to respond to God's call to do those sorts of things. And I, I'm 
I'm glad that you said what you said about sort of building Christian community because one of the things I mentioned yesterday at the start of yesterday was um, when I sort of had described how I had I'd been sort of a I had this pattern a lifelong pattern of having to start over and build community but I did mention yesterday that it's different when you're trying to do that in the context of the church. So I kind of wanted to circle back to that for a minute and talk about how it's different. For me, you know, um, I mean, people have told me a lot, oh, you're good at entertaining or you're you're great at hospitality or building community or whatever. Um, But all my life that I'd been doing that, that was really self-serving. Right. right. I'd move to a new place and build a community for myself because I needed one. I needed friends. Right. right? You're, so, you're a social woman. Exactly. I think that changes, and it changed for me personally, and I really came back to the church because it transforms from um, an act, an act of community building that is really self-serving to one that is about serving others. That's awesome. So it's the way that you look at your motivation for building community. Why are you doing it? Yeah. You know? And I mentioned yesterday that, you know, when, when I really started to plug into communities in the church, I realized, oh, these are normal people, yeah. you know? And I, I did mean that, but I also don't mean that, right? Because... Yes, it's normal people. We can all relate. We can get along. We can get past differences. We're all human. But at the same time, we're also set apart, right? And so to build a Christian community means that you are set apart and you have a different motivation, a different intention for what you are doing, right? You And for me, a lot of that motivation has been seeing a need somewhere and trying to fill that need. And the need could be fellowship. Yeah. It could need the need could be, you know, people finding people who are lonely and just need support. Yeah. Um, there could be lots of different reasons for the need. So, uh, Linda, I just want to pause and ask everybody who's listening to the podcast right now, would you grow one step in Jesus? And the one step I'm asking you to grow is like I want you to begin to open your heart you know, and your your home, your resources for hospitality for the sake of Jesus. So step number one, why are you doing it? And, you know, Linda's bringing to our attention that the goal of Christian hospitality is different than the goal of hospitality when she was a younger woman who was just trying to create a group of friends. Um, this is not just for us, our social benefit. Like, that's also kind of a side benefit. It's a right. nice thing that comes along. Right. Um, but the goal really is just to bless people's heart for the mission of God, you know. So, Linda, let me ask a couple, couple of questions. Um, I know there's a temptation when you consider um, when you consider having people over about the timing. You know, mm-hmm. got, I've got to, you know my my house is not quite big enough. My apartment's not quite big enough. You know, I don't have the best recipes yet. Right. Um, how could, how would you address um, you know using the space you have, whether it's ready or not ready? Right. That's a great question. I think I mentioned some of this before about how you know when I was at a tiny apartment. I was doing the same things yeah. that I was doing now. So it's, it's really not about the space. It's not yeah. about the resources. Um, it's about just being sort of willing to put all of that aside to create an experience. So I'll give you a couple of examples. I remember when I was in college and was in a tiny apartment and I have hosted a bunch of friends together to do sort of like a pre-Thanksgiving, like a Friendsgiving get-together. I'd never made a turkey before. It's my first time. I did all this research and prepared the bird. And when I was done and pulled it out of the oven, let me tell you, it looked like something off the cover of a good housekeeping magazine. It was beautiful. It was golden. It was perfection. I was so proud. And then we cut into it. And it was bleeding. Uh. (laughs) It was completely raw on the inside. Completely raw. And, you know... We had to recover. You know, I don't remember how we recovered. We figured it out. And... I kind of forgot about that experience. And this is more than 20 years ago, 
It's not something I held on to. I forgot yeah. about it. Until years later, I ran into one of the friends. We were talking about maybe 15, 20 years later. One of the friends who was at that dinner, and they reminded me of it. We had this big laugh about it, completely forgotten about it. And what they remembered was the experience yeah. and the fellowship and the time. And so my takeaway is don't get caught up in having things have to be perfect. It doesn't matter if you're a, a fabulous cook or a terrible one, really. The food's not the point. Yeah. The experience is the point. Um, and so if your goal in Christian fellowship right, is to meet a particular need, meeting that need is the point, not the details about whether the recipe was spot on or whether your yeah. living room was big enough. So I love that because you know anybody who, is, anybody who knows you, I mean, some of the podcast listeners today are going to know you, some of them are not, right? Mm-hmm. So the ones who know you, I, real, I know exactly what you all are thinking, the same thing I'm thinking. You're thinking, oh, hospitality, that's easy for you to say, Linda. You know, right. you've done a great job. You know, you've got your house, your house is perfect. You know, your food is perfect. Like when you, when you cook, it looks perfect, you know. And so I think it's awesome for us all to hear you say, oh, no, 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 that's not the point. The, listen, I'll, ser- I'll serve you peanut butter, jellies, and mm-hmm. hot dogs if that's what I got. I just, right. The point is hospitality right. to love you. So thanks for sharing that. Um, you had a story that um, I can't remember if we shared it yesterday or if we didn't about timing but some people didn't listen to the podcast yesterday anyway and that was just really a lot of us are saying I'll get to this like right. when my life's not so busy I'll get around to opening my home right. uh, when my kids are grown I'll get around to opening my home right. you know when I remodel the kitchen I'll get around to opening my home right. why don't you tell the, uh, the story that you told me so uh, it was actually my husband's aunt and she had inherited this really gorgeous lace tablecloth um, and every sort of a lot of people in the family coveted that tablecloth and she had planned to host and she had this beautiful fine china and she had planned to use it but she just wasn't ever ready right and it's exactly what you were just saying there were always reasons well I'm redoing the floors over in this section or I still have to sort of uh, organize this area I'm not quite ready but I will and when I do it's going to be great you know I'm just not ready yet the timing's not right and then lo and behold Katrina came Hurricane Katrina came and it's gone forever and she told me that story as a cautionary tale to me you know she said don't wait Don't wait, because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Use the gifts that you've been given now to be hospitable. And it reminds me of another story where, you know, I have a very good friend who has long said, oh, you know, I've always wanted to do the kinds of things you're doing. I've always wanted to host more and get people together and do these sorts of things. Um, But I don't know if I can. And, you know, I also, I have a lot of things. I'm busy. I have a lot of things I'm doing right now. And I'm also renovating or I have to clean or I have to do this or that. And the crazy thing is, is that particular friend has helped me put together so many of my own events, I know she has those same gifts. I know she could easily do any of this, right? And what I had to remind her was I had to sort of stop the conversation and say, are you forgetting about the room? Right, which which is an inside joke, which means I have a room in my house that is a complete disaster, right? I am not the sort of perfect housekeeper. Complete disaster. I just keep the door closed. There you go. You know, That's and an if, insider tip right there. If I waited for the room to be perfect, I, w- I would have missed out on so many so, so that person that's not ready yet is saying, oh, so when my husband adds a room, I can host. No, <laughs> no, use your bedroom. Pile it all on the bed. Right. Whatever it takes. Okay, so Linda, just a recap so far. You know, if you're going to engage Christian, hosp- Christian hospitality, it's probably, your table is probably the most underutilized resource you have for your gospel mission. 
mission. That's right. Um, second thing is, if you're going to engage Christian hospitality, remember why you're doing it. It's not so you're. It's not for your social status. It's not for friends. It's not for fun. It's because you can be a blessing to people. You can join God's work, mm-hmm. um, and and really help them take steps with the Lord. You're never going to be ready enough, so stop waiting till you're ready. It's not about the food. Mm-hmm. I mean, spaghetti and hot dogs. You know, whatever you've got. That's right. It has less to do with the food. In fact, I'll go an extra mile here and say, listen, as your pastor, I'll give you merit badges if you'll just prove that you're ready and go ahead and host with peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> host host with half-painted walls. Host with paper plates. You know, whatever it takes for you, whatever it takes for you to go ahead and show that you're ready and that you've got the big picture in mind. Let's do it. Let's let's go for it. Linda, one more thing that I want us to talk about mm-hmm. is um, it's just hardwired into our bones. Mm-hmm. We invite folks into our home. And uh, we kind of naturally expect them to invite us back over. And I just want, I want to help us heal from that, right? right? That's not going to happen, especially if God has called you to be the one with the gift of hospitality. If you wait for reciprocity, uh, this is never going to work. But again, the big picture, you know, why are you doing this? You're not doing this, so you're invited back into somebody else's house. Right. You're invited, you're doing this for mission. Uh, did, did you guys ever have to work through that? I mean, did you ever go through a, a disappointment stage when you thought, when are people going to start inviting us into their house with the same, you know, frequency that we invite them into ours? No. Um, and I'll just say, no, I, I haven't. But the, and, but the reason for that is because I have never expected reciprocity, right? That's never been my motivation. Honestly, I mean, reciprocity doesn't define our relationship with God, right? It's not reciprocal. We are sinners and just totally forgiven. And benevolent. Yes, it's it's just total grace and mercy. And so if we can just show a tiny measure of that grace, then we would not expect reciprocity either. It's not about that. It's about seeing a need in the community and trying to create... Fellowship. Wow. That's it. I'm just imagining right now as we wrap up this episode of the podcast, I'm imagining how healthy this could be for the church. You know, if we just household after household after household, Sunday school group after Sunday school group after Sunday school group, began to open our, our homes and our hearts mm-hmm. to, to people. And I know it takes some effort. It takes some energy and sacrifice, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. So, Linda, I have two-way challenge here. Okay. I want to challenge the church. Church family, you know, most of you know that Linda and Ash are packing up. They're moving with the boys to Brandon, and so we're going to miss you guys. I'm challenging the church to pick up where Linda left off tenfold. So uh, her kids kitchen will be closed starting this week. And so I'm asking everybody, like, would we just take that same spirit of hospitality that taught Linda and would we open it to the church family and to the community? And so let's fill in, let's fill her empty shoes. So church family, my challenge is let's become the most in-home hospitable group of people that the world has ever seen. Start with just one family a month or whatever you need to do, but let's begin opening our homes and watch how it transforms our church. Linda, my challenge to you as you pack up and go. So your last uh, nudge from your pastor is, Mm -hmm. you know, God's done so much in your life for this. I want to challenge you to take it to the next level and begin to teach this. I want you to just get your thoughts together and just, you know, search the scriptures and let Christ shape inside you. Just, you know, Linda Allen's guide to open your heart, open your home for the sake of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I want to be the first person to read it. I want to share it with Carterville. But put together just a little video or a PDF guide or whatever it takes Mm -hmm. for you to disciple others in the arts and gifts of hospitality. You know I love homework. Uh, There you go. Hey, I love you. It's been a joy to follow Jesus with your family uh, for a decade now, just about. Yes. And uh, we're we're excited about what God's going to do with you, and we're excited to see how God expands our hospitality. So we love you, Linda. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Ben.